Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, good morning, everyone, and Merry Christmas. I hope you've had a wonderful morning so far. Maybe you have your coffee and some dessert with you, or maybe some breakfast with you this morning. Maybe you're just recovering from the kids opening all those presents and the cleanup. (laughs) Whatever it is, I'm so glad you decided to spend a few minutes with me this morning. And I really want to share with you a word of encouragement. But I do want to start this morning by showing you this beautiful painting by Henry Tanner. This is called The Annunciation. This is such a beautiful painting. Now, as you view this, I want to read from the Gospel of Luke. And I want us to really try to put ourselves into where Mary was, the feeling, the the excitement, the anticipation, maybe the uh, fear a little bit, not understanding quite what was going on. I want to start here in verse 26. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever And of his kingdom, there will be no end. So, I want you to picture this. We have a poor Jewish maiden. She's living in the backwater Galilean village of Nazareth during the Roman occupation, uh, which was the first century. And this angel shows up and announces that through her, the word of God, we could say divine love, would take on flesh and become fully human. Now, in Christian theology, we call this the incarnation, God becoming flesh. Now, now think about this. Nazareth was not a city to write home about. This wasn't Jerusalem, you know, Rome, or Athens. These were all cities of note, and we even remember these cities today. Had Jesus not been from Nazareth or born in Nazareth, perhaps we would have never heard of such a place. In fact, Nazareth, by its very meaning, is said to be the place of nowhere or irrelevance. Did you catch that? Nowhere or irrelevance, which to me is a key thing. I believe there's a lesson to be learned from this portion of scripture, and it's that God tends to do big things through the insignificant and irrelevant. Can I get an amen this morning? And so the angel Gabriel, he comes to this place of nowhere and irrelevance, and he announces to a young maiden that she'll bear a son named Yeshua. We know him as Jesus. And so Mary is obviously confused and understandably a little bit afraid by this visitation. I mean, how many of us would be a little bit afraid if an angel just shows up out of the blue in our house and starts to talk to us? We may think that we'd be okay with that, but I think that would be a pretty tremendous thing, wouldn't you? Speaking of being afraid, how many of you are or were afraid of the dark? You know, when I was a little kid, I went through this phase of being afraid of the dark. I mean, extremely afraid of the dark. I would lay in my bed at night and I wouldn't even let my hands or my feet dangle over the edge 
for fear of something under my bed, like there was a monster or something, right? How, how many are with me? Isn't it interesting how even a coat over the back of a desk chair or maybe uh, some clothing on the floor in a pile actually looks like a brooding monster in the dark waiting to just pounce on you at any given moment? How many of you here would have maybe asked your parents to close the closet door before tucking you in the bed? And think about that crazy prayer that we used to pray. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. What kind of psycho came up with that prayer? That's definitely not a kid-friendly prayer. And if we were honest, as adults, we've dealt with this being afraid of the dark scenario as well. I think about in our previous building, which was about five times bigger than the one that we're in now, it had tall ceilings, wide walls. It was a beast, right? Sometimes I would go up on a Saturday evening and, and study, maybe for you know the, the next day's message. And I would get there when it was light out. By the time I left, I didn't realize it had gotten dark because I'm studying and I had lights on. Well, as soon as I got up, packed up my stuff, turned off the light switch, I realized, oh, I can't even see it's so dark in here. And so I would come down the stairs because the office was upstairs where I would study. And I'd come down and I'd look, and you could actually look all the way down the main hallway. And I swear to you, I'm telling you the truth, I swear to you, I saw glowing eyes in the distance as an adult. <laughs> Have you ever tried to see how fast you could switch off a light while exiting a room, right, trying to beat the darkness? Anyway, my point is that even as adults, we can be afraid. You know, we can face fear. And Mary, in this story, was afraid. In fact, it says she was troubled. Look at verse 29. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, I want you to catch this, do not be afraid, Mary. Did you catch that? Do not be afraid, Mary. You see, that's what heaven has to say to earth. Don't be afraid. I mean, isn't this what we as parents tell our children? What our parents told us? Don't be afraid. I mean, there's no such thing as monsters. You'll be fine. I'm here, sweetie. You don't have to worry about this. But think about this. This is what God has to say to us. Of course, there's going to be some hard times. We're going to have challenges and difficulties. I mean, that's life. But don't be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. It's not worth it. And think about this. Angels are messengers, according to Scripture. So here's a question. Can I be a messenger to you here this morning and say, don't be afraid? Yeah, pastor, I, I hear you, but I've got this situation going on that you don't understand. And I have this financial trouble and I just got this, this bad doctor's report. I'm just saying to you, don't be afraid. Do you know why I can say that? What was the angel's reason given to Mary to not be afraid. He says, do not be afraid, Mary. Catch this, for you have found favor with God. Let me tell you, you have favor with God. No matter what you're going through, you have favor with God. This word favor in the Greek is the word charis, and it means gift of grace. It means joy, pleasure, delight, and sweetness. Isn't that awesome? Now listen, that doesn't mean that your problems just go away. I can share this from personal experience. As a pastor with that big title, 
you know, before my name, Pastor Andy, Pastor Andrew, I'm not immune to doctor's reports and financial distress, relationship issues. I'm right there with you. But even while I'm going through hard times in life, knowing that I have complete favor with God, it brings a peace even in the midst of those circumstances. I'm telling you by experience. Listen, you have favor with God. I have favor with God. God loves us. God loves you. In fact, think about it this way. God doesn't just love you. God likes you. Come on, we've all heard the idea that, well, I got to love you, but I don't have to like you. Well, guess what? God not only loves us, he likes us. Why? Because he cares for us. He cares for you. Think about this. Why do we love our children? Is there really an answer for that? I mean, you know, we could make a list of so-called reasons that we love our children, but that would just be things we love about them, right? Their actions, their personalities, you know, you follow me. But the truth is, listen to this, we love our children because we love them. I know it's really deep, but it's true. We love our children because they exist. We love our children because we love them. It's just something within us. And I'm here to tell you that you are children of God and he has deep affection for you. God's only disposition toward you, listen closely. I know I'm saying, I'm saying listen a lot this morning. <laughs> I'm used to having kids and grandkids maybe, but I want you to get this. God's only disposition towards you is unconditional, unwavering, unending love. Again, you are favored by God. Let go of the angry God image that got stuck in your head somewhere along the way. Just let it go. Just let it go because the angel or messenger from heaven comes to tell you, you have favor with God. And really all that God asks of us is to believe him. Believe in his love toward us. Believe in his love toward you. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. But look at verse 17 is absolutely wonderful. You have to follow up 16 with 17. It says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Listen, you are favored by God. You have been given the gift of grace, of joy, of pleasure, of delight, and sweetness. Now that is something to be thankful for. Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope that ministered to you this morning. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your favor, so much for your love. I pray that no matter what situations that we may be going through, even here and now, maybe this Christmas wasn't the best Christmas as far as what we could do and what we could afford, what we could do for our family or our children. But even in the midst of those circumstances, even in the midst of those bad times, Holy Spirit, awaken the ears of our understanding and our hearts so that we can hear your voice saying, you are favored by me. You are unconditionally loved by me. And it's through that and having that relationship with you, that loving relationship, knowing who we are, knowing that we're favored and loved, and that you give us the gift of grace and joy and sweetness, that we can get through those situations with that perfect peace that only you can provide. 
We thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Wow. Thank you so much, everyone, for spending a few minutes with me this morning on this awesome Christmas morning. I hope that you've had a great morning so far, and I'm praying that this week and into the new year is full of God's favor, grace, His goodness, His sweetness in your life. Now, for those of you who are regular members and attenders of Faith City Church, I just want to remind you that we do not have service, of course, today or next Sunday, but we want to remind you that your giving is so vital and important, and your donations really do matter. So make sure to jump online at faithcity.tv slash Michigan slash give for your regular weekly or monthly giving. And again, thank you for all that you do to keep the ministry running. I'll be talking with you again next week in the new year, and I'm excited for that. But enjoy the rest of your day with your family and friends. And know this, we're praying for you guys. We love you guys so, so very much. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, we pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.